0: This episode of the Golf Gambler podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a five hundred dollars risk free bet. That's right, five hundred bucks. And if you send in your first bet slip, you'll get a free t-shirt. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast slash win for a five hundred dollars risk free bet. That's sportsgambling.com slash w y n n. And we're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports betters, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas is like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you don't miss a pick. That's sportsgambling.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And we're also brought to you by better edge. Better edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no vague. That's right. No vig, And it's legal in 40 States. Sign up at BetterEdge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. And we're also brought to you by Ace Ace is a leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to style your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at Aceberhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. all right. Welcome back DJs for the California swing. This is Boston capper with the God of golf himself, Steve Shermer. What's up, Steve? How was the weekend, baby? Oh,
1: it was good. I mean, was, we had a pretty exciting tournament. You know, we saw another Brendan steel uh, meltdown on the back <laughs> nine there, but uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. We come back to uh, the United States and we, uh, we say goodbye to the Hawaii swing. Uh, we'll see you next year. And uh, we, uh, we play some desert golf this week at uh PJ West.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it is funny. It's funny how like, especially this week, and we'll we'll touch on it. Like the field's strong, but then you got all some big boys going over in Europe too who skip the California swing for whatever reason. I'm imagining it's the uh, the suitcases full of money that Dubai princes are giving them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get back uh, to the California swing. It's uh, it's really I like these first two events are whatever. Like this to me is like the start of the season. Like this feels like it's starting.
1: Ooh, we have a very different opinion on this tournament. Well no, no, not even so much as a viewing experience. Done.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. I just mean as far as it's actually getting played like in the continental United States. Like I feel like the Hawaii things are kinda gimmicky and I feel like, all right, here we go. Now it's now it's like grind season time
1: all right, there we go. So is there anything on the Sony open you want to touch on first? I know you were riding roller coasters all day, uh, Saturday, Sunday season.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, my, uh, my daughter turned 17. So we did an impromptu, uh, expensive trip. Uh, now I'm an annual pass holder, uh, to universal because I mean, if I'm going to spend $1,400 for four days and I can spend you know, $1,800 and then whatever it is monthly for a year, might as well just do that. Um, and so that's what I did. And uh, went down there, but I was watching, uh, I was watching on the YouTube uh, while I was told, cause I have two littles too. So uh, we went down with another couple and they had two little ones and we had the little kids. So uh, while the little kids were waiting in line, uh, dad was watching golf and football and, uh, cussing at the uh, screen through a mask. So that was fun. Uh, but yeah, that's that's, I, dad right there. That's right. <laughs> the, uh, I watched, uh, I didn't watch, I didn't watch any golf on Saturday. Uh, I watched the football. And then uh, on Sunday, I watched a chunk. Uh, and then I would flip back over once I thought my Neiman Bet was live again. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I watched all Thursday, Friday. Cause uh, yeah, man, I mean, that was, that was it. And all my matchups were like basically done uh, one way or another by Sunday. So there was really no, like juice it for me until I saw Neiman start storming. And I was like, Ooh, all right, well, let me let me flip that over. So
1: yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I mean, my, my, my betting performance, this one was not very good. I had to, I had to scramble on Friday or Saturday. I think I can't remember which one, but I threw out like a bunch of matchup props. I think it was round two actually. And that actually hit pretty yeah, well. You, yeah. So I ended up breaking even just because I went Pretty big on that, and uh, I knew most of my outrights and and pre-tournament matchups were not very good. So you know, listen, I mean, you know, come out, you know, breaking even, small loss is not bad. But you know, we had Kevin Na; he wins it, Uh, fifth career win, and he actually continued that trend of everybody who played Kapalua tends to win the Sony Open, except that no one really had Kevin Na this week. He uh, flew under the radar. Uh, He did break one trend though, and he didn't gain that five point six strokes putting that we talked about, but. That was still a good lean because Kevin Na is known to just hit everything under the sun when he's a putter. So yeah, when
0: he gets hot, it's like everything goes in. Sixty feet, eighty feet, ten feet, doesn't matter. It's just going in. And he's
1: walking after it, baby. And and, and that's what happened on Sunday. He was just walking everything, which by the way, that is excruciatingly annoying.
0: Everything oh, come on. You stick in the fucking mud. That is awesome. Dude, I love when he walks a putt. I love it. All I right. and You're, I love the fact that you
1: hate it. Yeah, well that's that's for the rubes and boobs. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Did you see the back of his shirt? I did. Yeah, I know. He's still a douchebag with that uh He's not that, a douchebag, dude. How
0: Kevin Na looks like one of the nicest dudes on the planet. You can't call him a douchebag. Oh, like,
1: I'm sure he's oh. nice, but I mean it's definitely that logo is the logo, listen, I like
0: it, whatever. It's different. It's, it is what it is. He gets it. He gets it too. Like he's in on the joke of him walking in all these putts. like tiger broke his balls for it. How funny was that? Was that last year or two years ago, whatever it was when like, he's pretended to walk in after the putt was it TPC, right? You remember, you know what
1: I'm talking yeah, about? It was uh it was a player's championship, I think in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, like he's in on the joke too. That means he's got a
0: sense of humor about it. And it's probably like, it's probably like a jinxy thing for him, man. Like we all got out, we had fucking things. And maybe he thinks if he starts to walk after it, it'll go in all right.
1: Well, as far as like, you know, action shot logos, Phil jumping six inches off the, uh, the putting green to win the masters, that logo crushes Kevin. Oz.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Fine. But I wasn't comparing logos. I just asked if you saw it and if you liked it, that's all. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, as far as I mean, you're right with Joaquin Neiman uh, you missed. I think you probably missed the chip in then on 17 I did. Uh, to pull him back in. Uh, yeah. Cause he missed a shorty on 16 and that was, he, he was doing that all day. I mean, he was missing some really good burglars. He that was the second term in a row. he probably should have won.
0: I was about to say, um, I was like, I feel he did it last week too. And, and that's yep. the thing. Like I, I got the little, I was thinking I was scrolling Twitter for something. And then I saw, I saw him chip in not live, but on like a, whatever, like a little clip. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, shit, YouTube TV, you <laughs> can pull the shit up.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, he's been on fire. He's gained 1.8 strokes per round T to green. Over the last four tournaments. I mean, I, we called it last week. Uh, he's going to have a massive year. I mean, yeah. he's he's finally put it all together. Um, Morikawa had another solid performance, but just couldn't putt well enough to get it done. Like, yeah. I mean, the the stats look good in the putting numbers, but he missed some shorties. Uh, he missed a two footer uh, this weekend. He missed a five footer on eighteen that would have put him in the top five. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a couple bombs, I think, in the first round. Like, but the ball striking's back. So, I think once you move them towards these golf courses that aren't quite as big at Birdie Fest, more rewards, you know, consistency, some balls, I think it'll be good. Um, Mark Leishman, he's back. Yeah, baby. I, I will take a giant L on that. Uh, <laughs> I was too late to get on him. And listen, anyway, everyone who ignored me and uh, followed my co host's advice to uh, just go with your gut, you were rewarded. He played great. Uh, His irons are back. He putted pretty well. He's still a little squirrely off the tee, but that's always been Mark Leishman's game. So that's really concerned. And then uh, Hideki, well, he bounced back with the ball striking. He uh, he gained ten strokes tee to green this week. Uh, He lost another four putting, and he's terrible. So he's so I I don't understand how he can be so broken at
0: putting. I don't understand it. Like I really don't. Like I I just don't get it. I don't get how these guys who are so good at and a hard like I don't know if it's a harder part of the game, right? But I feel like I feel like you can luck box into more fucking putts than you can like a pure fucking 150 yard in. And you stick it within three feet iron, right? Like you could work on it, man. Like fucking go change something. Like do something. You're it's clearly not
1: working. Like fix it. At, uh, at this point, it seems like it's stubbornness. Like, yeah, you know and, what I mean. Like, like, it's a, it's the same technique, probably the same putter for the past five years and it never gets better. I mean, at some point he just has to go to eBay and buy a belly putter or something <laughs> just, just for 60 bucks. And then just, you know, make sure you don't anchor it and just try something. I mean, Anything. like, you know, arm lock or whatever, like just do <laughs> something there close your um, fucking eyes like Sergio for God's sakes, do something. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, how about Chris Kirk, by the
0: way? That was a great story. Yeah, was a good story. He, so he keeps his cad. Right. And so was it give him, another fucking two years?
1: Yeah, do you do you know the backstory behind him? All right. So he we we kind of alluded to this last week when we talked about like, you know, how much pressure is to be on a PGA tour. So he started to get anxiety about he wasn't playing well. And when he would go back after he missed a cut, he would get so much anxiety about well, I can't pay bills. Like, I'm not getting paid. That he just started drinking and drinking oh, yeah. and
0: drinking. Oh, I do know the backstory on this guy. Yes, yeah. I do. yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he, you know, he had to basically take a leave from the PJ tour to, you know, rehab from alcoholism, you know, get, you know, help for anxiety. And, you know, he's on this major medical. And then this was the last one before, you know, he had a couple of exemptions already to fall back on, but this was the one that, like, could keep him, like, coming every week. Yeah. And he needed to finish third and he got second. I mean, that, that, that that's is awesome. that's a hell of a awesome. job by him.
0: Yeah, for real. And It was funny. I think, you know, what's funny. I think I was, I, cause he was in the $6,000 range, right? I think so. Yes. He was in the $6,000 range. And I think when I was kicking around, uh, trying to pick through the trash down there, like his name jumped out at me. And I think I read an article. It was either on a golf digest or PGA or one of those things. And it talked about that. And I don't, And it just did, dawned on me now. I was like, Oh yeah, I did read that story. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but man, like seriously, like what a relief for that guy. You know, like that's, it's fucking awesome. Cause even, even bad golfers can, you know, make some money. I and mean, maybe he gets to go out every week and get, maybe get some spots of money and shit, man. I mean, second in this tournament, what the hell did that pay out? That was like fucking like 800 grand or something, right?
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah. I yeah. mean, listen, I mean, it, it, it's a good chunk of change and it's yeah. job security and, hell yeah, and yeah. you can feel good for next year. So, I mean, he's a good player too. I mean, he made the president's cup, I think in 2015, think yeah. mean, he's won a couple of times on tour. He just, he fell hard, but you know, hey, I, it's, it's always, it's a lot more interesting to see these types of stories on PJ tour than like, I don't know, like some other stuff, but uh, any, any, any notable disappointments you got? I, I, I got a couple, but I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, I think we're both on answer Answer was fucking really disappointing. Um, I mean, for me, Palmer, just, just because I was invested into him, like hey, look, he turned it around and he, whatever, he hung around whatever T30, something or whatever. He made the cut. Thank Christ anyway. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, I thought he would have played better. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for me. Just answering him. Yeah, I mean, Kisner was
1: pretty disappointing too. I mean, he, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't really have anything going You He put okay. His irons weren't really that good. Uh, and then Sung Jay, that was. Oh, Sung Jesus. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, I mean. what I've uh, done on him. Good Lord. Yeah, I mean, irons are bad. He putted terribly again. Like, that's that's kind of been a trend with him for the last. Ever since the restart, was his irons and putting hasn't been very good. He's been so up and down too. So, I mean, Sung Jay's playing this week. Answer's playing this week too. So, we'll, uh, We'll see if uh, they can bounce back
0: I mean that's gonna That's going to be interesting. Right. Kind of see, see if people are going to be done with them at this point. And if we jump on when they jump off or maybe we got to see something first. Because, you know, because like we've talked, we talked about this over the whole restart, like which Sanjay are we going to get? And I feel like this is a guy that's had for me personally, at least a peg to guess when he's going to do well and when he's not. So when I get boxed in on something like that, I'll usually just kind of wait it out. I'll probably end up being late, but I'd rather be late than just keep, fucking throwing good money after bad, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough with him. He's ninety nine he's ninety nine hundred bucks this week too. Oh yeah so.
0: yeah. Oh I'm not betting him. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> I'm definitely not
0: I so I got in early on uh uh Scheffler and uh Cantley this morning. Or not this <laughs> morning, whenever the hell the ROM news came out. Mm. I think you
1: and everybody else, by
0: the way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking Tommy me. He's like, yo, I got it on everyone. I was like, okay, cool. All right. So I guess we can, we can segue that into uh, who's in the field this week. Obviously Ron, the big news, uh, the withdrawal. still still a strong field though. Um, I mean, I don't know the history of a lot of these guys here. uh, So why don't you break down, I guess some of the, uh, some of the, some of the big boys.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously disappointing that Rob's not here. Uh, Kepka is the other big fish here too. Uh, this is first time playing the events and we don't really know how healthy he is coming in. I mean, he had the knee injury last year. So if he's healthy, he can definitely rip this course apart. Uh, but how motivated is he? I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about him a lot next week cause he's uh $10,800. So we'll go from there. Um, I, you know, I think Scheffler and Wolf are going to be Two very trendy picks this week. Uh, just because Matthew Wolf, everybody's high on him still from last fall. Schaffler finished third last year, and both of them are prime for big years. I think both of them are going to be very, uh, very popular. You know, some other big names, you know, Tony Finau still, you know, looking for that first win. You know, he plays pretty good here, though. So, and he tends to play pretty good at overseas golf courses and on POA. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Patrick Reed's here. He was a withdrawal last week. We were wondering what was going on. Apparently, he just wanted to play this week. So he's there. Uh, Ricky Fowler is back. Uh, uh American, boy. American Express ambassador, by the way. So that's why he's here. Uh, so, you know, he has a pretty good course sister here. This actually was his last top 10. Um, you know, I came a year ago really? uh, this week. Yeah. So and he so won the see, players, you know, right? He won the players, right? Well, he did, but this is the last top ten he had. Well, but I'm saying it's obviously very similar course.
0: So you know, like he won the players last. Yeah, I mean, he tends
1: to do pretty good at Pete Dye golf courses. So you know, that might be something to look at there. Uh, You know, obviously you mentioned Jay he's here, and then Paul Casey's also here. He has a decent history here. Uh, He has some things that kind of fit with the golf course. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, you know, it's a good field. It's uh, you know, a little stronger what they had. Obviously, there's some bigger names. Most of the bigger European names. Are over in Dubai, you know, like you said, getting briefcases full of cash, <laughs> including Justin Thomas, who lost his sponsorship, but I'm sure he's getting paid handsomely. You oh, know.
0: Ob- oh, did Canada. you see?
1: Yeah, he, he, a- lost, he lost Ralph Lauren. Oh, oh no, no.
0: Oh yes, he did. But did you see him? Uh, it was, I was. I looked at it like maybe like an hour ago on Twitter. Uh, he's Uh-oh. he's t- he's taking a picture outside, still fully decked out in Ralph Lauren gear. No. Stand, standing outside of wherever the fuck the clubhouse. He's at fully decked out still. I'm like, so did the sponsorship get taken away or not? I'm confused. I think Kenny Kim posted it. Okay. Um,
1: I mean, technically, so- wear where would he wear whatever he wants. It's just, he's not getting paid for it. So he yeah. probably has a bunch in his closet. He probably likes how it fits him. So
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all yeah. customized and shit. Um, let me ask you something uh, as far as Brooks go. So am I misremembering this? Does he usually just skip the California
1: swing? I think he plays Tori. Sometimes, sometimes. Well, actually, actually, you know what? You're right. He's usually over in the Middle East right now. Okay. So, so like last couple of years, he's been playing. He played Saudi. He played right. by. So. And so I was uh, like, I, I can't. I can't
0: remember if I'm thinking of this right or not. Like, I feel like he never plays. And is it because he doesn't like Poa, or is it because he just rather go fucking make a shit ton of money likes, over in the Middle East? I think,
1: I think he just likes getting money. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I mean, I know he's played Waste Management a couple of times. I mean, he won the Waste Management. Yeah. That was his first year PG Tour victory. He plays Genesis because that's one of the bigger events. So, um, I mean, we'll probably see him in Tory just because yeah, what happened there. So, you know, I mean, that's a good golf course for him if he's you know there, but you know, I mean, it's good. He's never played this before. Maybe he's here kind of looking at coba where he might be obligated to play this. Oh, know, yeah, that's right. Never before, so, uh-huh. uh, but it'll be interesting to see. I mean, he's definitely gonna be on my radar as far as I want to see how he does. He doesn't have to win, he doesn't have to play well. I just want to see like. So are you
0: healthy? Are you healthy? Right. Yes. That's the big thing, right? Are you healthy? How's the hip? Uh, anything else bothering you? Are, you? are you mentally focused? Are you ready for the year? Right. That type of shit. Um, yeah. So what do you? So Wolf, right? So everybody's going to be all over Wolf. And something you always say that that uh, that you said, and I went against it, and it completely worked out for you saying correctly the way his shot shape is. How's the how's his shot shape for this course?
1: Why don't we, why don't we say that for tomorrow? Uh, I mean, because I, I have some takes about Matthew Wolf, as far as why I'm concerned about here, just because, you know, I mean, he didn't play, he played well at the other two golf courses, which we'll talk about in a second, like how they changed it up, but he did not play well at the stadium course. Okay. And I think there's a specific reason why. And I think it has to do with uh, Mr. Pete
0: Okay. All right. Good deal. All right. So, all right. So we get the field overall and Steve's uh Dick teasing us for some info on uh on Matt Wolf. So you listen to the one we dropped tomorrow on the betting and the DFS show. Um, so I mean, look, I, I mean, it seems like this is a tournament that almost anybody could win, right? Short knockers, anybody random names pop up here all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, the last two winners of the event was Andrew or Andrew Lander at, 20, at 201 oh. and Adam long at 601. Uh, and then before that, you had John Ron, win it like eight to one. Right a on. Hudson Swafford once upon a time was fifty to one to win a tournament. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that high. But he won in 2017 at 50 to 1. And then Duffner was 40 to 1 back in 2016. The when he, Duff, remember, he, he, he chipped from the rocks? Yeah. It was it was a great shot. Dude, I used to love
0: Duffner, man. And then his fucking old lady fucking bounced on him and his life went to shit quick.
1: And like, you just gotta feel bad for the guy. Well, he lost all the way too because he had next stuff in trouble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, he, he won like five times, he's a major winner. Yeah, so
0: man. listen, he's, yeah, he's he good. was fine. Hey, he it was, it, I was at TPC, uh, it wasn't last year, uh, not, not COVID, uh, the year before, and uh, we were walking around and, uh, we started following Duff for a little bit. Nobody else was following him. And, uh, he had his like girlfriend walking around with him or whatever, and just follow him takes place. And like he was throwing a golf ball at this chick. We're like, why is he throwing a golf ball at this girl? And, and like to get her attention. And it ended up being his girlfriend. It was funny. I was like, is he just trying to pick up broads on the, uh, like, like just randos walking around watching the golf? I was like, I like this guy. And I was like, oh, it's his girlfriend. That was funny. Um, but I, I liked Duff Man. I felt bad. In his, it, it really, you remember what I'm talking about, right? When his old lady left and his game went to shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things going on. That. Yeah, I mean, it was injuries. It was that. Like it, it wasn't great. Yeah,
0: but whatever, man. It's always fun to see him content. It would be nice to see him back on, man. Seems like a decent, decent enough dude. Likes to drink right. beer. Looks like us. Come on. Yeah, there we <laughs> go. <laughs> all right. So, all right, like you said. So this this format is completely different this year. Uh, there's a whole course out. Uh, no amateurs. So why don't you uh, break that down and explain what that means to the rest of us dummies?
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think that's gonna actually impact how this tournament goes. So first of all, no amateurs, which means uh, the t- broadcast won't be excruciating, excruciatingly long. You know, with like five, six hours, seven hour rounds, because it's just way too hard for these guys. Mm-hmm. I think the no amateurs is also going to mean that they're going to put in tougher pin positions. Cause usually in a pro-am the pins are just right in the middle of the green kind of speed up play here. They can kind of maybe tuck some pins, make it a little harder for the guys. So, you know, maybe it's a little tougher. You know, it's cool scoring and what maybe what we're used to. Uh, they kicked out Lekinton Country Club too because that's north of PJ West. You know, just because of COVID, they didn't want guys going out in and out there. So the first two rounds are played at the Stadium Course and the Nicholas Tournament Course, which is right at PJ West. And then typically they usually do the cut after 54 holes. Now it's after 36. So the format is kind of like with. um the Farmers Insurance open next week where they play Torrey Pines North and South. Here they play the two courses, then they split, and then they play the same course the rest of the way. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's kind of good because, you know, for intermittent betting, it's always frustrating with this tournament because there's only Strokes Gain data at the same course and there's no stroke Gain at the other courses. Here you have at least three rounds. So if you want to do, you know, intermittent matchup plays, you know, stuff like that, you can kind of get a better sense of how they're doing. So, uh, I mean, those are the two significant. Um, changes that I think people probably have to handicap a little bit as far as like how the tournament's going to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say, I mean, obviously if, if one course is playing a lot different than the other one, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, now you're going to have three rounds at one of them versus, versus the split. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, in the pin placement thing, do you really think they're going to do that? I think, I think they will.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, I, I don't see an it's why they would put it in the middle of the green. Like, you know, cause there's, there's no reason for it.
0: I don't know. Maybe a golfer complained that it was tucked too far back to the left. Last time they played, and they wanted to make it nice and easy for him. Who knows? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so. Uh,
1: so, I mean, so, so as far as these golf courses go, so, I mean, obviously three rounds are played the same course. So, you know, we alluded to it earlier. This was built in 1986 by Pete Dye. It was supposed to be the sister golf course to TBC sawgrass. And so it got introduced in 1987 in the Bob Hook Classic, which is what this tournament was formerly known as. And the pros hated it, you know, because they're prima donnas, they're divas. They thought it was too hard. Oh, boo hoo. So they kicked it off the uh, rotation. After a couple of renovations, they brought it back in 2016. Um, and then if you look at this golf course, I mean, there are very similar features between this and TBC Sawgrass. I mean, the most obvious one is 17. the blatant ripoff of the 17. <laughs> It is literally the same hole. It's the Island green, you know, over a big pond. you know, a tiny little bridge in order to get to the circular green, a little tiny bunker tucked in front. Uh, and then the 18th is also a photocopy too. It just this long part four, water hugging all the way down the left side bunkers down the right. I mean, it's, it's a blatant rip off of it. I mean, but is it a rip off as his own course though, I guess, but it's just like, I, I made the comparison. This is like Disney world to Disney or Disneyland. Like oh. DBC Saucer is a great golf course. And this is just, yeah. I mean, I think it doesn't help that it looks awful on television. Like, so they have, so they oversee the fairways and the greens with uh, ryegrass and poa. And the the, the, the Bermuda is still dormant. So it's just brown and it's ugly. It looks awful on television. I think this is why this is my least favorite tournament (laughs) of the year, I think. It's like, I want to fall asleep. It looks, even if someone like Ram is in contention, I'm just like, ugh. I hate how you're doing this on this golf course right now. It just looks so terrible. So, uh, I mean, besides that though, it's a very short golf course. It's only about 7,100 yards par 72, but because it's a Pete die, there's a lot of design features in it where it basically makes you forced to lay up. So, you know, whether the green, the fairways bottleneck or there's some bunkers there, or the fairways run out, you know, it's, you can't really bomb and gouge this place. If you do, I mean, you know, you're going to run into some trouble with like some mounding off the, off the fairways, maybe a bad angle into the green. So, I mean, that's something to consider with as like some stats you want to look at it's overseeded Bermuda. Now, most people want, know what that means, but for those who don't, it doesn't mean they just put more Bermuda grass on there. Right. This is not a Bermuda golf course. So if you go to some websites where they, you, you can look at like how the performance on Bermuda, you're doing it wrong. What what basically this plays more like a bent grass poa mix, and when that's the case, it's really a poa green because poa is more of a you know it's an invasive species. It's a dominant grass, right? Yeah. So like I mean, if if you want like a if you're if some California golf you know golf courses attempt to do bent grass greens, and they literally have to pick the poa mm-hmm. out of the greens, you know, with a magnifying glass because imagine it's just, that, imagine that if job. you don't. Well, that's what happened to Chambers Bay. In twenty fifteen, the US Open, those are bankrates green and POA just got everywhere and it was a mess. Yeah. So if you're not really careful with it, you know, or if you don't treat it or maintain it as well, or if you just let it go all POA, anyways. That's that's really what happens here. So this is POA greens, basically. They're slow on the step meter. They're small greens too. They're much smaller than Wiley and Kapalua. So um, that's gonna be a factor too. Uh, and it's the toughest of the three golf or well, the two golf courses. And it's not that it's tough but there's a lot of landmines. There's a lot of water hazards. There's a lot of pop bunkers you want to be in like, especially on the 16th, there's that death bunker. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one yeah, yeah. To the left, it's like 25 feet below putting surface. Like, yeah, I mean, let's
0: go back.
1: Yeah. Pete dies a wonderful architect. He's great. You know, he's been a, he's a visionary. That bunker is a fucking abomination. It's <laughs> awful. I don't know why he put it there. Like, I mean, if you're an amateur, you're down there. Like there's YouTube videos of seeing people trying to hack it and they just blast into the side of the hill and yeah. then they pick up and go to the next hole. It's so stupid that
0: thing. Well, well Pete died probably had a buddy who they played all the time and he constantly put it there. And he was like, fuck this guy. I'm putting a bunker right here.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, I always hate seeing that thing. So that's the stadium course. I mean, so there's three rounds there. Um, as far as the Nicholas Tournament course, I mean, it's the easier the two. It's about seven thousand yards long as well, par seventy-two. It's also an overseas Bermuda golf course. It looks exactly like any golf course you'd see in Florida or the Southwest. Just it weaves its way through retirement communities, <laughs> wide fairways, um, you know, houses flanking each side. Like if you hit, if you slice it off the planet, it's going to go in someone's jacuzzi in their back. T- So, oh uh, yeah, there's less water hazards and everything. I think the one thing that is going to go overlooked is they redid all the greens last year.
0: Okay.
1: So they made them. So they basically took the greens and expanded it to their original size. So they so they enlarged it, which means there's more pin places they can do, and because they rebuilt all the greens with new Bermuda grass it, it uh, From what I read, it's going to mean two things. A, it might not be overseeded, so it might be the actual Bermuda cross because the Bermuda they put in there apparently is a little more resistant to cooler temperatures. So they might have to put Poe in it. And two, it's going to play really firm. So I mean, I feel like I mean, we should find this information out. I mean, I just I just did a Google search about Nicholas tournament course and I found an article from the Desert Sun uh, written a couple months ago, and they talked about. all, I mean, I can I can send it you know, the article in the Slack channel, if you guys, want. Oh, yeah.
0: no, 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 I, I, I I'll say, we'll, uh, we'll do some, we'll do uh we'll do some deep dive research here between today and uh, tomorrow. We'll try to find out what those greens actually look like, because dude, can you like, I mean, that's going to be going from uh going from POA to Bermuda and back and forth, like from one day to another, that's gonna, that's gonna mess with some guys.
1: I mean, I, I'm, they might oversee that. I'm not sure, but that's, that's what they speculated. Apparently the core superintendent thinks that it could be Bermuda. Now, if it, I don't know if it is, I'm not an insider to their, you know, the golf course this week. I just know right. what, you know, what I read. So right, but, cool. but what I do think is, I think it's going to play tougher than previous years, just because it's going to turn into more of a ball striking contest. The ball's not going to stop on a dime. You know, it's it's going to play firmer, you know, guys have to have a little bit better distance control. So I think, I don't think scores are going to be quite as good this year from the combination of you're playing three rounds of a tougher golf course. And the Nicholas tournament course is probably going to play a little harder than previous years.
0: So that's going to be something, especially if we uh, we were going to want to look at who tees off on what day, where for show, uh, for showdowns, right. For round one and round two showdowns. Um, if we think Nicholas is going to be play harder, like let's focus on the TPC course.
1: Yeah. I mean, I typically for showdowns, you want to avoid the stadium course. And I think actually this year it might play either even, or maybe a little easier. Yeah, and maybe. we'll talk about some guys that you know, we're first round leaders, and there's a little bit of it's a little bit of a myth that you can't go low the stadium course. There's been some really good first round scores okay. uh, at the stadium course over the last five years. All right, cool. All right, well, listen, before we start getting into uh,
0: the type of golfers we're going to tag it and, and what's important and what's not, I uh, got to let you know that WinBet is offering a $500 risk free bet. And if you send in your first WinBet screenshot to podcast at com, you get a free t shirt, tons of boosted best in including a wheel spin to boost palace. Perfect for DJs only WinBet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, and Michigan is coming soon. And more States on the way. If WinBet isn't active in your state, you can still get a free shirt by referring a friend that's sports gambling slash win W Y N N. All right. So, all right. So what are we looking at here? So I guess, I mean, it does it, does it change it? I mean, I guess if we're doing, if they're going three rounds at the TPC, then we need to, we need to focus a majority on what they do. Well, at the TPC and almost disregard Nicholas to a point, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's like with farmers, I don't really care what they do on the North course. It's just, okay. there's no search game data. I only care about what they do in the South. So, okay. I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing to draw upon other than just raw scores. You don't know how they do it on Nicholas tournament. So I'm just going to, you just kind of got to hope and pray that they do pretty well. And then just, I'm focusing all my energy on the stadium course. So the the stadium course is a more demanding golf course T degree. So if you look at, you know, data golf puts in, you know, the radar plot of like the relevant skill sets and they, and what it spit out this for this stadium course is, I think it's a little misleading. So it's, it says it puts a premium on driving distance and putting. And if you break it down the golf course, as far as like how it's constructed and like what, you know, types of players, how they put there, I, you might get caught. It might get, you know, put down the wrong path. So, you know, I think distance matters on the par fives they are all very reachable and they're all pretty straight out ahead of you. So, you know, I mean, if you're good, you know, can hit it long off the tee. You have an iron hand. It makes it a little easier to birdie them as far as, you know, if you're a shorter hitter, it's going to be more of a hybrid or three wood. You know, you don't really want to be off the green on these par fives, but, you know, they are reachable in two. So a longer hitter does have advantage because it's a little easier for them to get there. Um, you know, putting, traditionally, you got to putt well there in order to score. But nonetheless, five winners of this tournament finished inside the top 100 in strokes game putting the year they won. So, can I ask you something though? And yeah. So I brought this up on the Slack channel,
0: right? For as far as, so I just got confused by something about strokes, gain, putting, And I feel like this is where I need to ask it before I forget. So the strokes gain, putting metric is strokes gained above the field. If everybody else had that putt. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. It's like from certain distances, as far mm-hmm. as you, what you're expected to Right. Do like yeah. So like you know, some guys will one putt from thirty feet. Most guys will two putt, and then you know, sometimes you will three putt, and then you either lose, gain, or you know, whatever.
0: Okay. So so let me ask you something. So for somebody who is like a great iron player, right, like a Hideki or a cow or something like that, and they stick it within four feet, what does that do to the strokes? Like how, how does that how does that hit on the scale for strokes gain putting? Right. Is so that like- they
1: so they're expected to hit that putt more, so they will gain less strokes if they hit it, and they will lose more if they miss. So that so that's where it goes hand in hand. Like usually, better ball strikers with their irons will gain less with their irons because they just don't have as many opportunities in order to hit longer putts. Worse ball strikers will hit longer putts. Right. And then it's that's how it's mixed. So like sometimes I like mixing, like for when I'm handicapping tournament how they do with their irons and their putting because those are scoring clubs. And that generally levels the playing field as far as all right, between, you know, like let's say a Zach Johnson, who gains most of his strokes putting, but he's not as good of a ball striker with his irons, and a Russell Henley, who gains most of it with his irons, but not as putter. But when you combine the two, they're basically the same player then. So it shows how the well they score. So but I mean the thing is though, like Andrew Landry here finished like 150th in strokes game putting, and he's not a very good ball striker. Adam Long the year he went, he's not a very good ball striker, but he finished like 140th. But so I, I think it just you know, I, I we had a debate about I think five or six podcasts ago about like what's what's better, like a worse putter, what's better for a worse putter? Slower greens or faster greens? And I think you might be right. I think slower greens help a worse putter. And these are traditionally very slow greens. Yeah. So so that'll help too. And the greens are small. So you know, you're gonna have shorter distances. For the most part, you know, with your putts. So really, I think what it comes down to is, you know, you can't really be. I mean, there's sometimes you can be aggressive off the tee in the same course, but at any P die course, if you try to be aggressive and you mess up a little bit, it's gonna punch you right in the mouth. Yeah. So the one thing that kind of links a lot of these top contenders is not really driving distance or driving accuracy. You know, driving accuracy is a little bit misleading just because you know. If a guy missed the fairway by the foot, he's in just a good position as a guy who hits the fairway. Right. You know, it's I like using a sack called gr- good drive percentage. Basically, can you put yourself in a good position off the tee in order to hit the green regulation? That's really important. And that's kind of a common link between a lot of these contenders. So like you look at like some bombers, quote unquote, say like a Sam Burns or like a John Rom, you know, and then you compare it to like Andrew Landry Adam Long, shorter hitters, you know, they both put themselves in relatively good position to hit the green in two. Right. So that's something you, I think if you're looking for a driving off the tee metric, that's what I'm going to be looking at this week. And then as far as, you know, I, a lot of the approach distances, and I thought, I mentioned it earlier that Pete, Dye did a good job of designing this golf course to bottleneck fairways, basically kind of handcuff what you can do off the tee. You can't just take driver everywhere. Right. So, you know, if you look at like, you know, take like You know Andrew Landry again last year, and Sam Burns. Sam Burns crushes the golf ball off the tee. Andrew Landry's a short knocker. They were both hitting their approach shots about the same distance into the green of the Stadium Course in the final round. And they both had about between you know they both had wedges, you know short irons. So they're uh, most of the par fours you're hitting between you know like 125 to 175. So this is going to be a test of your short irons, wedges, you know mid irons, all that stuff. So. That's really what I'm banking on. And then as as far as like a correlated golf course, I mean, you know, you can try doing T B C sawgrass, but it's a different grass type. And sawgrass is much more penal than this place is. There's more waterhead, there's more places to get in trouble at sawgrass.
0: Bro, I've played there four times. There's fucking water
1: everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's water here, but you can generally avoid it if you just aim away from it. So I mean, as far as like T degree layout, it's the same, but it's no different grass types, a little more penal. I don't know that works. David golf says that the closest comparison to the stadium course is Torrey Pines. This place is not Torrey Pines. Well, let's let's see. Yeah, I mean Torrey. It's only because of that little skill set shot that like really emphasizes putting and driving distance. Okay. But at Torrey Pines, you're blasting driver all day long to get yeah. over the bunkers. Right here, you're only hitting driver. Maybe you're hitting him on the par fives, but on the par fours, maybe three woods or three other times. Yeah. You know, it's mostly three woods and irons to play yeah. positional golf. Where's Stenson this week? Then where's where's your boy Henrik? Uh, I think he's over in Dubai. Huh, getting that I, I hope he is. He's got to get something going. He typically plays pretty well over there, but, um, and then as far as putting goes, I mean, again, like I said, do not check Mark Bermuda on your little database. That's going to lead you astray. It probably plays a little closer to POA, um, but honestly, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a mix of a whole bunch of different shit on yeah. this green. You know, it, it's these greens are mother overseed. I mean, you can also maybe look at overseas golf courses, but there aren't that many played on PG tour. I mean, the one that comes to mind is uh TPC Scottsdale. That'll be in a couple of weeks. Um, that's a fun. Oh, are they going to allow fans there? Is Arizona wide open? I think they had to reduce how many <sighs>
0: that's that. all right. Just give them more beers. That's a fun tournament to fucking watch. That's that's what that's on my bucket list yep. for tournaments to go to.
1: Right. Cause drunk people can social distance, right?
0: Yes, yes absolutely. I mean, clearly they can social distance.
1: Well, I mean, so it's, if you want to compare to like how guys doing an overseeded golf course, I mean, that's generally the same. Yeah. It it doesn't play nearly as different. I mean, TPC So you bomb the driver everywhere. Oh, yeah. Here you don't. Um, you know, TPC Summerlin is overseeded, but the greens are bent grass, so that doesn't really have a correlation. Um, the Houston Open from like 2016 and 2018, they used to overseed the hell out of it, but that was soft this was going to play more firm and fast. And then that's more of a bent grass variety. This is going to be a little more a little or mixed. So, I mean, there's not really yeah. a lot of good golf course comparisons and add to it. There really isn't a lot of history on the stadium course itself. It just came in the rotation in 2016 yeah. and they only played two rounds there. So yeah. I think, I think the guy with the most rounds at the stadium course is Brennan Steele with 15. That's okay. not a lot. Mm-hmm. Most of these guys had maybe two, three, four rounds. What's so, what's funny to me about
0: this whole last 10-minute, 15-minute segment is you used to be a guy who gave no fucks about grass, and we just spent 15 minutes talking about grass. It's my New Year's resolution, man. I know. I'm so proud of you. That's all, you. I just wa- I just wanted to point it out, man. Like, Look at you. New Year, we've been talking about different types of grasses for 10 to 15 minutes, and it's all relative, and you believe in it.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's more of a PSA that I want to make sure the listeners know what they're doing. Like, I, I want them to know that like, just because you see overseed Bermuda, it's yeah, not don't, a, Bermuda don't, bubble. don't click it it's in your fucking stat model. Right. Don't, no. don't, don't do it in your builder. Right No, And I, I think they need to realize too, that like this overseed stuff, like it's, it's a lot of different things. It's, it's its own different animal. And there's not many golf courses on the PGA tour that have this. So, I mean, while I say, you know, I'm trying to be more of a grass type. It's not as important just because there just isn't as much to it. If you want to look at grass, I would probably look at POA, but hey, po. All I mean, right.
0: look at POA I, and slow, right? Slow, regardless, yeah. it's going to be slow.
1: Yeah. And then just focus on your different attributes. You know, as far as just like I, I'm going to elevate ball striking more this week, I think it's going to be a more of a ball striking contest just because it's going to be at a harder golf course, a more demanding one. Uh, you know, look at guys who are pretty good with their wedges and short irons, you know, who can keep it in play off the tee. That's I'm going to try and keep it simple with that this week.
0: All right. Before we start getting into a couple more players, uh, we're running long, shocking. Uh, let me throw another ad in here, and then I have a question about scrambling. Uh, but we are brought to you by Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what DJs only care about sports betting, the best part is you'll be able to get free video picks from the SGPN crew. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page at sportsgamblingpodcastcom BTV so you don't miss out on any of our videos. If you subscribe, you'll get a notification for every time a new SGPN video is posted. Uh, I drop mine on Wednesdays. Uh, so, so go to sports gambling, com slash BTV to subscribe to better than dot Vegas page. That's sports dot com slash BTV. Sorry, man. Got to throw those sponsors in and keep the lights on. Right. Um, so, so is scrambling really important this week. If, I don't if, think so. If you're going you miss- to hit the
1: green, I think it, cause you're hitting from shorter distances. Like, it, I mean, most of these differences between like, you know, 130, 140 yards. If you're missing greens from that distance, like you're, you're in big anyway. trouble. Yeah. I mean, I think scrambling is important when you have longer distances, when more guys are missing greens and yes, they are smaller greens, but when you're hitting, when you, if you get a pro a wedge, I mean, it could be the size of, you know, a swimming pool, like, yeah. you know, in your backyard and yeah. they'll hit that green. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I don't, scramming is not as important to this golf course.
0: I would, I would love to be able to have that type of confidence with uh with any club in my head. Uh, so, all right. So uh, who, what players are we looking at? Who's got a good history here? That type of stuff.
1: I mean, Patrick canley has got a good history, although he's only played once, uh, but he's generally plays pretty well in these California golf courses. And on POA. POA uh, played play pretty well here too. Um, he's a Cali. Yeah.
0: right? See, he's a Cali kid. He grew up he's down a Utah in Utah. Utah. Okay. Kid. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's from, I mean, it's a desert basically. So, yeah. Same but I way. mean, he tends to play, like we mentioned at Kapalua, that he doesn't play very well on Bermuda golf courses. Now this is the overseed, you know, it's a different type of grass. Like, you know, he tends to play a little better here. So you get, this is starting to be Tony Finau season coming up. You know, you got
0: here, do you think he's going to get a win this year?
1: Do you think he's finally going to get one? I think he's due. I mean, he's been so close. He, he is a talented player. The stats oh, yeah. look always look good on him. At some point he's going to fall into a win it it has to happen.
0: He's got a great backstory too, man. Uh, I, I root for that dude. And yeah, I,
1: I, I mean, he grew up in poverty and yeah, you know, his, I'm his saying, parents man. basically sacrifice everything, everything.
0: To sure. Yeah. Yeah. So man, I, I love that. Story. So I I, I, I break balls top pipe Tony and I get pissed off when he doesn't win. Cause I wasted so much money on him. But like, Man, that's a dude I root for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, doesn't matter. Even if I don't have money on him, like if I skip him that week and he's in contention, yeah, that's a dude I'm like, all right,
1: come on, Tony. Unless
0: he's going against one of my guys, And I'm like, all right, keep, keep staying top five, Tony.
1: We'll, we'll see some tears out of him, like we saw Harris English last week when he finally wins. Like that's yeah. going to be a long-awaited win. So I, yeah. I hope it's a big one too. I hope it's like a, like yeah, a, like a, or like a WGC or a major or something. That, yeah, would that would be great. Uh I mean, like I said earlier, really, I think everyone's going to be on Scheffler and Matthew Wolf. Um, I think people have. I mean, they remember what happened with Scheffler. I think they think that Matthew Wolves is like this desert-like golfing god or something. Cause like he that.
0: Because he, he went to Arizona.
1: I. I, I Wait, no, he was. Oklahoma. No, he went to Oklahoma State, but I think he's a he's California kid. Like I think he. Maybe it's just because his last name's Wolf. I don't know. I can see a DJ talking themselves into that because of that. Oh yeah, like call him the Desert Wolf or something like that. The Desert Wolf. Uh, I mean, as far as like other sleepers, I, I think the seven thousand dollar darlings is going to be Doc Redmond, Sam Burns, and Sepp Straka. All those guys played pretty well there last year. All those guys pretty played pretty well at the end of the fall. Um, you know, Aaron Wise, I think, is someone who could do well here. He played pretty well at the fall last year. Um, you know, Taylor Gooch disappointing me last week, but he's got a good, good course history here. His stats still look good. Um, I think the big question mark is the horse for the course is Adam Hadwin. You know, he had a 59 at La Quinta a couple of years ago. He always plays pretty well here and he has been awful for about a year. So, no, no. Cause
0: he... Yes, he has, trust me. He has, I know, but he won me a matchup on the fall swing. I can't remember what
1: fucking tournament Ooh, a was. matchup over a guy who finished in last or something. Listen, I don't give a fuck. He still won me a matchup. The well, um... his last top 10 came at the 3M open last summer. And actually, no, I, his last top 20, even he has not finished inside the top 20 since then.
0: So when was it? Was
1: it August at least give me August. It was, like, it was July. Oh, all right. Well, that's that's a long time for yeah, a guy for... like Adam Hadwin. Yeah, he's played yeah. a lot of golf courses. that are Adam Hadwin golf courses. Now the thing with him though is he likes his overseeded Bermuda because he says it's he tough. has trouble chipping off Bermuda. So chipping off Bermuda is tough. Yeah. So apparently he prefers this. He can putt better on it. So this is Adam Hadwin season coming up right here. Right. Yeah. Um, you know Charlie Hoffman yeah. played pretty well last week. Uh, he doesn't have the best course history here, but. You know he's been scoring pretty well his irons and putting. He, he keeps him play off the tee. He hits his wedge as well. That's an area I keep, you know, keep an eye on. But uh, there's a lot of good names in the seven thousand dollar range that we will uh, break down tomorrow.
0: Yes, yes, we shall. What about my boy Keeks? He doesn't... You know, what?
1: I I, Keeg, I like Keegan a lot this week. If it's gonna be a ball striking contest, but he can't putt. Well, but, but he can't putt. Well, he can't putt any worse than what he did last week. What did he lose? Like eight strokes putting.
0: So I want to cry, and I was off of and Whatever, I I want my matchup one because I, I I took Siwoo over over him, so I was fine. But Jesus, man, like I want Keegan. To, I love Keegan, Boston guy. Whatever, like I want him to do well, and I feel like I'm going to be on him this week, and I'm going to need somebody to talk me off him.
1: Uh, it, it probably won't be me. Come on. I, I, I mean, even if he loses like two strokes putting, he gains so much tee to green that I can at least put him on
0: top one. Fine all right. <laughs> I'll try to
1: come up with a reason. not for you to take-
0: It's fine. I won't listen to you anyway, but uh, the, even though, and, and the only reason I won't listen to you is because uh, I said I wouldn't. So now I'm just going to have to dig my heels in even if it's good advice. So yeah.
1: uh, I guess what? I would end up being right on both those counts.
0: West Brian made the cut son. West Brian. Yeah. Made
1: the cut. I'll take an L on that one by. Okay. So.
0: All right. And then
1: enjoy well, your I'll- T40. Everybody.
0: Hey, whatever, dude. Fucking six thousand five hundred. Better than Doug
1: fucking Gim.
0: I knew Doug Gim Chalk was bad. Doug Gim Chalk bad. Remember that. Every everybody.
1: every chalk under seven thousand was bad. I I, I, I no. Was it Mall naughty was fucking under seven k, wasn't he? Wasn't he All like right, sixty nine so too? I mean, he had a bad Sunday. So who well, gives
0: a shit? Time. Fucking, he was six thousand nine hundred. He was first round leader for Christ's sake. All right. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Most <laughs> of the time it does most of the time it does not. You're right. I was like, well, oh, naughty fuck. <laughs> I was like the wrong one. Um, all right. So I mean, we pretty much hit everything. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, um, the numbers are out. Uh, I got down early. You get down early on anything. The only thing I've gotten down on is uh, like I said, can't Scheffler.
1: No, I mean, I'm still digesting. I think, uh, I don't think I'm going to take most of any of the favorites though. I think I'm going to be looking, I'm, I'm probably not going to bet on anybody under 50 to one this week. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. Yeah. Son. Thanks we uh, <laughs> so we'll see, I'm, I'm, I'm still digesting it. You Sheffler, your boy. We'll talk about him tomorrow. All I, right. I, I have concerns. I, they're going to be super popular. I have concerns for Shuffler and Wolf this week. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I, I want to hear what you're concerned are
0: for Wolf. Uh, just cause I'm curious. Uh, look, everybody's always going to love him, Right. That's right. I'm not, i not I don't know so much about the, the betting market, but the DFS market is always going to fucking love them. They, we always have our fucking babies and everybody will fall in love with them. And every town's going to talk about them and every podcast is going to talk about them and he's going to catch steam in our stupid little bubble. And that stupid 7% is only the people who fucking do and listen to podcasts and everybody else ignores them and make, and doesn't lose money on these little stat darlings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's true. my rant. Sorry. We uh, we also end up overthinking ourselves too. Yes, absolutely. I we know find,
1: I'm
0: guilty of that. Oh, I do it all the fucking time, all the time. And uh, it's not hard for me to overthink myself. Um, so, <laughs> so I, right, man, well, listen, we'll get back at it tomorrow. We'll break down those DFS TS, uh, go over our first round leaders, our matchups that we like. Uh, apparently we have listeners who like three balls. We're going to have to talk to people about that. Right, Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve rolled his eyes. Do,
1: do we, do we have to?
0: Yes, we do. Uh, okay, apparently we do. Apparently we have to talk to people about not doing three balls. Um, don't, don't do three balls guys. No three balls guys. Uh, we'll break that down. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. DFS betting. We'll get after it. Give you uh, short and long shots. Apparently Steve's going to give us some nice long shots that might fatten up our wallets to help. Uh, maybe some people pay for the universal trips. So uh, for uh, Steve Shermer and uh, Boston capper uh, green screens, motherfuckers. We'll see you tomorrow. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. Okay. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event.
1: We're partners, co-workers.
0: Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus.